Hey guys, this is Rocky, and you're listening to the God Loves Miami podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode, and I also want to encourage you to follow us on social media at God Loves Miami on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find out all that we are about and what God is calling us to do in our city. And now here's Pastor Mark. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to God Loves Miami. I am so excited about the topic that we're going to talk about today because I think it's something that all of us struggle with. Like, what do we do? How do we react when we feel trapped, when we feel strangled by the situations that we find ourselves in? And I want to start off by telling you a little bit about two of the people in my life that I love the most, and it's my two boys. Some of you may not know I have two boys. Their names are Caleb and Joshua. And one day I'll tell you why. I named them after two Jewish spies, but these kids, they love adventure. I mean, if adventure has anything to do with whatever it is that they have the opportunity to do in any given day, they're in 100%. They love fishing. They love chasing iguanas. They love jumping off of boats. Whatever it is, my kids, sign them up. They're in for it. One day, we were actually at the beach um, with our boys. When they were little, the, Caleb was five. Joshi was about four years old. And this lady runs out of the water. And she's yelling, shark, shark, shark. Immediately, my wife and I, we panic. We're looking for our kids and our family that were at the beach with us. And all of a sudden, we see Joshi, four years old, with his snorkel and his mask. And he's running into the water as fast as he can so that he can dive in and see this shark. And so as adults and grownups are running out of the water, there's my four-year-old about to jump in. And I'm just trying to set the picture to these two little crazy kids that God has blessed me with. And so they, when I think of adventure, I think of my two boys, but me, not so much. Like I told you last time, um, I grew up, uh, I have six sisters. I was surrounded by Cuban women as a kid, uh, as I was growing up. And the most adventure that I ever saw was my mom chasing a cucaracha with a chancleta. And for those of you that don't know what the heck I just said, my mom chasing a cockroach or a cockroach with a sandal. All right, that that was adventure for me. And so one day, I'm in the Magic Kingdom, I'm in Disney World in Orlando with my family, and my two boys are driving me crazy because they wanna go to Tom Sawyer Island. I've been to Disney over a 100 times and the urge has never crossed my mind to go to Tom Sawyer Island, to get on this wooden raft that I wonder if it actually is gonna make it every time it goes across that lake, um, uh, to go see what's on the other side. But these boys were driving us nuts all day and finally I tell my wife, okay babe, look, you do what it is that you want to do with your friends and our family that are here, but I'm going to take these two kids to the little island because they're driving me nuts. And so we get on the wooden raft, we get to the other side of the island, and immediately those boys, they take off, and they're running, and I'm trying to catch them, and I'm chasing them, and they think this is hilarious. And all I'm thinking is, wait till I get my hands on you. And then they run into this cave, and I run in after them into the cave. And the deeper they went, the deeper I went, and the darker it got, and the less I could see them. And then all of a sudden, I found I found myself in this super tight spot. And I panicked. And did I forget to tell you that I'm extremely claustrophobic? And so here I am, this grown man in a cave, surrounded by kids yelling, and I am about to start crying because I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I am stuck. I feel like I am overwhelmed. And I tell myself, if I want to survive, 
you know, the humiliation and survive in life. And I'm going to like run out of breath here at any second. I better run back to where I came from. I better run back all the way to the entrance because I know that there's light at the beginning of the tunnel. And I run back. And then all of a sudden my boys find me there and they're like, puppy, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I can't believe you guys ran away from me. I I thought I was going to die in there because it was tight and it was scary. And my anxiety was taking control over me. Have you ever felt like that? That the situation that you're in, the problem that you're going through is overwhelming you. It's taking control over you. It's pressing in on you like that compactor that's crushing that car in the junkyard. And the problems just keep piling and piling and piling up. And we feel trapped. Have you ever felt trapped? I know I have felt trapped, not just in that little cave in Disney World, but I I have felt trapped by problems in life, by things, by situations, by people. And what do we do? Who do we turn to in these moments of anxiety, in these moments of desperation in our life? Where do we turn when we need hope? You see, a lot of times we, we turn to friends. And so we're having problems in our marriage and and we turn to friends that have failed marriages. We're having problems in our relationships and we go to people that probably have a lot of experience in relationships, but not in successful relationships. We go to people that don't really have a track record for success. And sometimes we go to books and books are good and you can learn a lot from a book. Some people turn to YouTube and they're trying to watch a video. So what do I do when I feel this way or what do I do if I want to achieve this thing? Sometimes people turn to alcohol and to drugs and other addictions and relationships. And we think if I could just find a boyfriend or a girlfriend or get married or have a child, maybe this anxiety and this pressure and these problems that I have, maybe my life will change. And we know that for a lot of us or many of us, this hasn't really worked out that well. And so where do we turn when we need victory? When we need to overcome, when we need to achieve success in our life? First Peter 5, 7 says this, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I'm not saying that your friends and your family don't care for you, but the care that God can give us is so much greater. And so I want to challenge you today. If you want to overcome, if you want to succeed, if you want to have victory this year in your life to do this thing, if you want to overcome, make God number one. If you want to overcome in your life with your goals and your marriage as a parent, as a student, as a friend, put God first in your life. Stop going to other people. Stop going to other things and seek God. Make God your source for happiness and joy and wisdom. Make God your supplier. How many times do we need something or we need that thing And we're like, I got to call my supplier. I got to go to that place where I get that feeling, that temporary satisfaction, that place that I go to and I find joy, but it's momentarily effective, if that. But how about instead of making something or someone our supplier, we would allow God to supply our needs. Philippians 4.19 says this, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God doesn't want to supply that need. God doesn't just want to get you out of that problem or that situation that you're in. in. He wants to supply all of your needs. 
according to his riches in glory, God's riches are endless and they are ours if we would go to him, if we would put him first in our life, if we would make him number one in our life. Matthew 6, 33 says this, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live the way he wants you to live and he will give you everything that you need. You're probably thinking, but Mark, I don't know how to do it. Trust God. Put him first in your life. That's how you do it. Stop putting your trust in other things and other people and other situations and think if I if I put myself in this situation, then I'll get out of this situation. And all you're doing is you're 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 going deeper into that cave. You're you're feeling more anxiety. You're you're feeling more pressure. Sometimes when I'm around friends and, and, and we're debating about a question, we're like, hey, when was this guy president or, or when did this happen or, or when is uh, this event going to happen or, or when are the NBA finals and, and what do we do? We just go on Google and we Google it. It's almost automatic. As soon as we ask a question, we pull our phones out of our pockets and we Google it or we ask Siri, Siri, what do I do now? How about if we were like that with our relationship with God? Instead of going to someone else or something else or the internet, we go to God and pray and thank him. We feel anxiety and we're like, Lord, only you can get me out of this situation. How about next time we have a victory and we achieve success in our life? Instead of grabbing our phones and, and trying to take a picture of it or tweeting it or posting it on Facebook. If we would just take a moment and say, God, thank you, because it is because of you that I achieve this success, this victory in my life. And then share it and give God the glory and tell all your friends on social media about it. Text your friends, call your mom, whatever it is you want to do. But put God first. Thank him first. And you will see how your life will begin to change. And I know I don't want to oversimplify. I know that there's some of you right now. You're going through a very difficult time. You're struggling, you feel sad, some of you feel depressed, some of you may even feel like, man, maybe the solution to my life is just taking it. You are worth more than you think. Man, God loved you so much that he died for you and he loves you and he paid the ultimate price for you to have joy, for you to have peace in your life. You are worth it. Your family needs you. This world needs you. Do you know that you are here to serve a purpose that's so much greater than the life that you're living every day, day in and day out? God created you to have an impact in the world that you live with your family, with your friends, in your school, with your children. We love you. We need you in our life. Don't give up. Go to God first. I want you to know something today, that God is greater than your problem. That thing that's pressing up on you, that thing that's strangling you, that thing that maybe you feel just like I felt in that cave, I'm totally claustrophobic, I'm about to start crying in front of a bunch of five and six-year-olds by myself in this cave. You may feel like that right now. God is greater than your problem. Say this right now. Jesus is greater than my problem, than that thing that's bothering you. John 16, 33, Jesus tells this to the disciples before he leaves them. He leaves them with this word of hope that he gives to us as well. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you have peace. Who wants peace? I mean, I want peace. Just saying the word peace just feels so good. 
All right, I have told you these things so that in me you have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Next time you feel trapped, next time you feel lost, seek God first. Man, I remember when I I felt trapped in that cave, going back to that story. I ran back to where I started, to something that felt familiar. Instead of pressing forward, instead of going to the end and conquering that five-year-old kid cave, I allowed that cave to conquer me. As silly as that may sound, it was so real to me. That feeling of feeling trapped was so real to me. And I was so embarrassed when my kids later found me. And said, hey, papi, why did you give up? They literally said that. Why did you give up? Do you know if you would have taken two or three more steps, you would have been at the end of the cave and you would have gotten out. And I said, yeah, but I didn't see a light. And they said, yeah, that's because there's a couple of turns. I, I can't believe I said that. You may feel like you don't see the light, but there is a light at the end of that tunnel. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to hold you right now. And he wants to allow you and help you to overcome that situation, that cave that you're in now. My kids ask me, why did I give up? Why did I go back to the beginning? You see, many times when we're in a difficult time of life, many times in our walk with Christ, we're Christians, we're walking with God, and we go through a struggle, we go through a problem, we abandon everything we've learned, we abandon the journey, and we go back to the thing, to the life, to the person, to the relationship, to the toxic relationship. We go back to the memories of how things used to be. And victory's right there. Victory's right there waiting for us. Jesus is greater than your problem. Jesus is greater than your anxiety. Jesus conquered it on the cross of Calvary for you. And I want you to know that God is for you. That Jesus loves you. I want you to know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That problem that you have right now is a weapon. It's a weapon that's trying to bring you down. It's a weapon that's trying to kill you. It's a weapon that's trying to conquer you. And God said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's because God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? I want to pray for you. Let's pray. Close your eyes. God, I thank you for everyone that's watching this video right now. I pray you bless them. I pray that you would help them to conquer that cave that they're in right now. Conquer that situation, that problem, that pain, that feeling of being lost and forgotten, of anxiety, and that you would give them life and hope right now. God, that they would put you first that they would know that if they want to overcome, that they need to make you number one in their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this podcast has ministered to you and you would like to help us continue reaching people that need to be inspired by the word of God, please consider making a donation at GodLovesMiami.com. That's GodLovesMiami.com. And we'll see you next time on the God Loves Miami podcast.